Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Just call to mind the, the presence of the Lord. Call to mind his love right now. That he's brought each and every one of us into this church to experience him, to encounter him, to receive a specific grace from him. So let's just place our hands, our lives in the hands of the Lord right now. Just whatever we might be experiencing, whatever we might be bringing into this church, whether that's joys and blessings or that's sorrows and struggles. We place all of those into the hands of the Lord. We place them into the hands of our Blessed Mother as well. And we just ask them to bless us and to protect us during this Mass so that when we walk out of here, we walk out of here renewed and filled with the Holy Spirit and filled with a desire to love Him and a desire to know Him throughout this week. Amen. I think it's really important anytime we come to Mass just to recognize that God has us here for a reason. No, God wants us here for a reason, and that reason is he wants to give us something. There's something God desires to pour out upon us every single time we come to Mass. And so we come every single Sunday with our hearts in different places, right? We might have hearts that have been really weighed down heavy this week. We may have hearts that have carried a lot this week. We might have hearts that have received so many blessings this week and so many joys. And wherever we're at, God brings us here for a reason because he wants to speak to us. He wants to give us his grace so that we can continue walking with him. That's the point of coming to Mass, to worship God. And when we worship him, to receive something from him so that we can continue walking with him, continue living with him. And so what I want us to remember is anytime before we come to Mass, we need to have that expectancy in our mind and in our heart. We need to expect things from the Lord. As we're driving here, expect that when you come to Mass, God is going to pour himself out. Whether we receive that or not, God wants to give us what we need. God wants to fill us with the things we're desperate for. And the main question that I just want to break open today from the scriptures, from the word of God, is do we realize what we possess? Do we realize the power that's in front of us? Do we realize the grace that's in our midst every single time we step into this holy place, into this house of God? It's important for us to recognize what we possess, what's in front of us, and what God desires to give us every single time we come into his presence. Because many times the temptation is just to come to Mass and just to sit here and to walk away with nothing. When we don't even realize that we are about to receive the greatest miracle, the greatest gift that God can ever give us, which is the Eucharist, the body and blood of Jesus Christ, that great gift that we get to receive every single Sunday, that is what God wants to give us, and we need to recognize what we possess in the Eucharist, the power of the Eucharist, the glory, the miraculousness of the Eucharist. It's a beautiful gift. We need to thank God for that. Peter, in today's gospel, recognizes who Jesus is. They're on the sea, and Jesus is on the shore, and they've been fishing all night, and they catch nothing. How many of us feel this? We work so hard, we pray so hard, and we do all of these things for the Lord, and then we feel like there's nothing. We feel like, what is my prayer for? What is my faith for? 
But then Jesus shows up. Jesus shows up on that shore, and when they see him and when they recognize him, they go from catching nothing to their nets being full and their nets about to be torn because of how much Jesus has just given them. My brothers and sisters, if we don't run to Jesus for the graces we need, if we're not sitting at his feet constantly, then we will be empty for the rest of our lives. We can only be filled. We can only be satisfied when we go to the Lord, when we go to Jesus. And as Catholics, as Catholics, we have this beautiful grace of his body, of the Eucharist that we can come to every single day, any time of the day. I just am amazed at over the last couple years how many of our churches have opened up chapels that are open 24-7. You know, how many of us, so many people do take advantage of that, but so many people don't even know Holy Martyrs has a chapel. So many people don't know St. George has a chapel, St. Joseph has a chapel. So many different churches that have chapels that are open 24-7 where we can literally sit in the presence of God. Encounter the presence of God and how amazing that is. I was praying a lot this week with the Eucharist and what the Eucharist is and I came upon two beautiful stories of miracles that happened with the Eucharist that I wanted to share to really inspire us, to build up our faith, to encourage us about what we do here every Sunday, what we do here every time we come to Mass. So the first story happened um, in Italy. And so this wife one day, or not one day, this wife was, was fed up with her husband. Her husband wasn't really showing her affection, her husband wasn't really showing her love, and so she wanted to do something about this. So she visited a witch, okay? That was her idea of what to do. She went to a witch, not one of the ones on Fox Hill. This is in Italy, okay? So she went and visited a witch, and the witch told her, go and get the Eucharist. This witch said, go steal the Eucharist, and she instructed her to give it to her husband, okay? So this wife went and took the Eucharist, and she put it in a glass jar, and she wanted to set the Eucharist on fire so that it could crumble into crumbs so that she could put it in her husband's food, okay? That's how crazy she was. <laughs> and so she did this. She took the Eucharist, she put it on the fire, and as she put the Eucharist on the fire, it turned into real living flesh. Real flesh. She became so scared that she took this jar, wrapped it in a cloth, and she buried it in her husband's stable. To the point that any time the husband's animal would come in the spot where she buried it, the animal would bow to the spot where she buried the Eucharist. She eventually went to the priest and confessed this, and the priest went and took the Eucharist from her, which turned into real flesh, and you can still see that miracle in Italy today. When I read the story, I thought, you know, isn't it sad that a witch has more faith in the Eucharist than some of us do in this church. A witch knew the power of the Eucharist. This woman was fed up with her husband not showing her affection, not showing her love, and this witch knew there's power in the Eucharist, and if you take the Eucharist and give it to your husband, things will change. A witch. What about us? 
We have so many issues and problems and struggles and weaknesses and we love to turn to so many other things other than Jesus Christ to fill us up, to make us feel better, but we don't recognize what we possess right in front of us. Another amazing story has to do with St. Anthony. Many of us love St. Anthony. He was a Franciscan and St. Anthony was a fiery preacher. He loved to preach, he loved to convert people, and so there was this man who would mock the Eucharist. How many of us have this in our families, right? We have members in our family who mock us for going to church. You guys are going to church again? What are you doing there? We have people that mock us for our faith. So this man was mocking the Eucharist. And he would mock people that would believe in the Eucharist. What are you believing in this piece of bread? This isn't really Jesus. So St. Anthony was trying to convert this man. So he said to him, he said, if your mule that you are riding every single day, if your mule bows to the Eucharist, will you convert? And the man said, I will convert if he bows to the Eucharist. He said, but I will starve my mule for three days and we will meet in the square of the town and I will bring my mule which is starving and I will put hay next to the mule and you will put the Eucharist and we will see what will happen. So they did this. He starved his mule for three days, and St. Anthony prepared himself by fasting for three days himself. And so on that third day, they come to the town square, and the man brings his mule, and he places hay under the, the mule's nose to smell it, and St. Anthony is on the other side holding the Eucharist. The mule turns his head away from the hay and goes to the Eucharist and bows down. And the man, who always mocked the Eucharist, got on his feet in front of St. Anthony and converted. This is the power that we have. This is the power we possess. You know, St. Paul says today in the letter, he says, in the former days, in the early days he's talking about, when you were suffering, when people mocked you, when you were persecuted, you suffered that with joy. And even to the point when people stole your property, when people stole your possessions, you did it joyfully and you didn't complain because you knew that you possessed something much greater. We possess something so great, my brothers and sisters. That's the body and blood of Jesus. And this is an amazing gift that we get to sit in front of any time of the day and that we get to receive every single Sunday when we come to Mass. And so that prayer that I prayed in the beginning of this homily, I want us to remember what is it that we bring to the Lord right now in this church? Whether that's sorrow or weakness or sin, or whether that's joy, blessing, grace, what is it that we come before the Lord with? He wants to fill us up. He wants to give us what we need through this Mass. And He does that through His Word, and He does that through the Eucharist. So let's not forget what we possess. And when we leave this church, let's not forget who is inside of us. Oftentimes we leave church and, and we go about our day as if we're atheists, as if we don't recognize what we've just received, what's just been given to us. When we leave this church, when we go into our homes, into our families, into our workplaces, let's recognize who is in here. Who has just filled us up? Who has just given us his love and his mercy? And let's live completely for him this week. Amen.
Let us stand well with joy and gladness, and let us implore and say, Lord, have mercy on us. Lord, have mercy on us. We pray for our church and all priests and all religious that are part of her flock. We implore you. Lord, have mercy on us. We pray for all of our mothers and fathers, that they be a reflection of Mother Mary and Joseph.